So, since Survivor Series or not Survivor Series, SummerSlam might be taking place. You're really into. You're, you're really I into really Survivor really Series. want Survivor Series to come around. I'm just talking about the fall time, but since uh, SummerSlam might be taking place on a boat, you know what I have. Uh, you know what they should really really do as a match. Right. Right. Uh, they should do a thirty-man uh, overboard battle royale. I mean, if we if we can throw a fucking uh, Alistair Black over a building, why can't we throw somebody overboard? Yeah, Alistair Black and Rey Mysterio. It's been a bad year for Rey Mysterio. Except for the you know the whole I I thing. No, that's what I was. That's what I was referring to. Um. <laughs> What, do you, what would be a... You know what? That brings me into another thing. Uh, another theme of matches. You know, pirate-themed matches. Okay. Seth Rollins... Or, sorry. Seth Rollins and Buddy versus Pirate Alistair Black and Pirate Rey Mysterio. Is this how we're starting the show? Just with bad pirate and eye puns? This is how we're starting the show. It's going to be a cringy one. Are you proud of this? Are we really proud of this? We have every we have every right to stop and start over. We do, but <laughs> but you're like I want to start off as we came into this world as disasters. Exactly. And Welcome with that, to the Natural Disasters of Wrestling podcast. I'm Matt, and I'm Don. <laughs> uh, into this. Um, Happy Miro Day. You're off. Happy uh, what? Happy Miro Day. Miro. Miro. Is it Mark Miro's birthday? Miro is on Rusev. Oh, I forgot his name is actual is actually Miro. I was thinking yeah. of Mark Miro. I was just like, what is what is Deborah's ex husband have to do with this? Or Deborah's old fucking manager? I don't know what the fuck. What the fuck was Mark Miro disabled? Yes. Not, besides, not Brock Lesnar. He was not Brock Lesnar. Um, Miro officially announced his retirement from wrestling today. Really? He's not even going to like try to go to Impact or AEW? He's just retiring? Yep. Wow. He is going to... Uh, he's said he's going to be full, full-time dedicated to Twitch and streaming. That's interesting. Not even Xavier Woods is doing that. Yeah. I mean, good on him. Whatever, whatever, whatever lets Lana pay the bills. <laughs> Just as long as he doesn't join AJ Styles on Mixer. Okay. You know what? I can't talk shit on those fucking Twitch people because um, apparently some of them make pretty good money. Um, and it's it's, it's interesting because they don't even have to take off their clothes. They're actually banned from taking off their clothes. So, Although you can wear as little as possible, especially if you watch Paige's uh, Twitch, apparently. Paige's, here's the thing that's crazy about Paige's. Paige will do a stream on Twitch and I'm just like, I love you, Paige. Put some pants on. I've never seen. I don't go on Twitch. I think I've only been on like Twitch. No, I don't think I've ever been on Twitch on, on my personal computer. There's this bar in Anaheim where it's a gamer bar where everything's like gamer influenced and like it's this big theme. Mm-hmm. And like they have like they have like two they have like two stand up arcade machines where it's it's like essentially one of those things where it has like over a thousand games like loaded into it. And then, like, they have, like, huge-ass LCD screens where you can play, like, Xbox, PS4, Switch, and shit like that. And then, like, around the bar are, like, little TVs that are consistently streaming Twitch. 
they can even like like request your favorite streamer. This isn't an ad for the bar. I'm just saying that apparently there's a whole bar that is streaming Twitch. So yeah, like, there's a lot of those here in Chicago. I don't understand that. Like I don't like I kind of understand it if like if it's in small doses, but I couldn't sit and watch somebody game for like three hours. I mean, a lot of people are into that. Like one of my coworkers every weekend, like he would have, because, you know, we were in charge of uh, the TV department. He would have like all his game streams up on TVs. I think the only people I can watch game with like any sort of like long, like I can actually sit there and watch him is just game grumps and movie Venos. But even then, like, I don't really watch it for the game. I watch it mostly for their commentary, for, like, their their personalities more than anything. But, you watch, I mean... You, you watch them for the personalities. That's so sweet. I mean, they're kind of actually funny dudes. Like, I can't lie. Like, at first, like, it was for the gaming, but they're just funny. Like, I'll watch anything if somebody has a personality. Which is why I watch, like, AEW. More than, like, Raw or SmackDown. There's sure. more personality there. That's very true. <laughs> I'm guessing Tony Khan sent you his check already. Uh, it's still in the mail, apparently. That's what he said, Alice. Okay. Uh, I'm still, I'm still waiting. I need, I have bills to pay. That's, that's, uh, yeah, that's the number one thing I keep hearing is, oh, you guys must be paid by AEW. Like, I, yeah. Fuck, dude. Like, I wish I could get that sweet TNT money. Yeah, for fucking real. Like, I'll fucking pimp Snowpiercer. I'll fucking pimp... What the fuck is this show on TN? Uh, the NBA. I like foosball. Yeah. I like fucking Michael Jordan. Is he still playing? I don't know if he still plays. <laughs> I literally don't watch sports. Oh, my God. I The only sport I watch, maybe besides wrestling, is football. And even then, like, I very I have, like, a very mild interest in it. Anything else, I'm just like... Like, baseball. Like, baseball cannot be any more boring now than it has been before, especially without fans in attendance. Okay, so let's get on some topics real quick. So last time we recorded, we recorded prior to last week's AEW and NXT. Uh, quick notes from NXT. Apparently they listened to our show. Because why one of the things that I mentioned was, uh, you know, why not give Bison Reed or someone like that a chance? Mm-hmm. And uh, during NXT last week, they announced that they were going to, they're going to have a you know, a series of matches to, you know, lead to NXT Takeover Thirty, uh-huh. which will determine a new North American champion. And last week's match featured Adam Cole, or not Adam Cole, sorry, Roderick Strong, uh, Finn Balor, and. Bryson Reed. Mm-hmm. And Bryson Reed wants to advance to that. Yep, they for once actually listened to somebody. I don't know if they listened to the right person, but they sure did listen to us. <laughs> I'm just going to give you shit every chance I get. I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm hoping to see that royalty check soon. But, and from, no, from Bronson Reed himself, not even from NXT. Yeah. Not even from WWE, just from Bryson, Bryson Reed. Um... So that that was like the big news that came out of that. Uh, yeah. And also NXT thirty is a is a thing or uh, takeover thirty. Uh, a it's a take yeah takeover triple X. Like I'm surprised they 
I'm, yeah, I'm surprised they went with the, the Roman numerals. I'm surprised they just put 30. Yeah, I know. Because it just looks like, like you know, fucking TakeOver, you know, the the U-Porn version. <laughs> TakeOver Pornhub edition. Oh. TakeOver Chatterbait edition. Oh, my goodness. What's, uh, what's that one? Uh, the Omegle? Or is, it, is that the one I'm thinking of? I don't fucking know. Where it's, like, really random and, like... You see a bunch of dicks. I don't know about any of that that stuff. I'm Christian AF. No, you're not. God, if anybody here is 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 Christian AF, it's not you. <laughs> I think it's our computer. No, not even our computers. Not your computer, especially. I'll have you know that my computer only is used for YouTube and uh, podcasting. With a line, you know it. Now it is. I mean, once you format the hard drive, of course, it could be used just for those godly things. Before this, your computer had more more STDs than a white man going over to Taiwan. Look. In 1984. Oof. 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 That hurt. Yeah, are you the white man? I am the white man. You're like, you're like I'm having those flashbacks. <laughs> um, but no, I'm, I'm so glad that, you know, they're giving him a chance. And uh, big take takeaway notes from NXT last week. Uh, last week, where we're getting a uh, women's tag team champion or women's champion tournament for a cup. Wait, what? So AEW announced. Get that off your switch. Oh, I, th- I thought you said NXT. I listen. You know, honestly, no. I pay attention a lot more when I'm doing two things at once. Like this is like the very little secret is like when we when we podcast and somebody Donald doesn't know this, I'm doing something else because like when I talk to him, like I everything is more comes out more conscious unconsciously and clearer. If I'm just trying to pay, pay attention to him, my ADD gets like starts to set in and I start doing literally anything else. So if I'm gaming and I'm talking to him about wrestling, I can do that perfectly. I can do it even better. So. Please allow me to farm for my island, all right? Fine. Fine. Um, so the- I thought you said uh, AEW, yeah. I thought you said NXT. No, yeah, AEW is having a, a women's tag team tournament for, uh, for a cup or something. Yeah, to determine the best tag team in the world. Which is going to be interesting because is it really going to be – okay, so uh, this past AEW, they talked about um, how the rules about how they're doing the teams, and basically they're doing like this weird color coding thing where everybody gets a weird, like a different, a random color, and then they're paired off with the person that got that same color. Yeah. So are we to assume that Allie and Brandy might not get the same colors, or? Yeah, I guess. I mean, it's kind of just gonna happen to get the same color. Like I don't understand this. I don't get it either. Yeah, it's weird because I can understand like, oh, it's like it's a tag team tournament. Like, go out and find a partner. I can totally understand that because like it'd be in- so interesting to see who like picks who, um, and how those like you know somebody picking the wrong person ends up turning into like a like a singles like um, like a rivalry because of it. But like when you're doing the whole like um, strange bedfellows kind of thing, like it, it kind of doesn't make sense. Like uh, this past. Uh, AEW, we saw Nyla Rose uh, get partnered up with what's her name? L- L- not the Ellie, former Cameron Ellie. of WWE. There we go. I knew she looked familiar. Oh my god, I hate her. I was just like, I don't like her face. Why don't I like her face? And I was just like, I knew it. 
I, I knew it was somewhere. Uh, isn't she related? Oh she's related to somebody. Is she? She is. She's somebody's uh, I mean, I, sister. I mean, everybody's related to somebody. But I mean, within WWE. Oh, I don't fucking know. I never cared. Ever since she tried to pin somebody on their stomach while doing a split, I, I checked out. <laughs> Ever since she said her favorite match was Alicia Fox, I, I, I checked out. Yeah, that was one of those. Uh, that was one of those. Uh, she was related to somebody, and I can't fucking find it now. This is gonna drive me nuts. I don't remember if she was related to somebody. She might be, but because that could only make sense. But I'm surprised they got her. There's okay, so I don't know. Maybe they might some, see something in her in AEW, but I don't currently. I, I'm just like, oh, this is going to be... Which probably means they're going to win. Fuck, this means they're probably going to win. Yeah, they're probably going to win. They're teamed with Vicky oh, Guerrero. What's up? I said they're teamed with Vicky Guerrero. They're probably going to win. Yeah, they're going to want to make Nyla and, and Vicky Guerrero look really strong, so... This uh, this isn't gonna this isn't gonna be very entertaining for me. Anyways, I can't find that find that information anymore. So fuck it. It's gonna be yeah, but it's gonna be very interesting to see who who everybody else is teamed up with. Um, but again, I, to me, it would make more sense if everybody got to choose their own teammate. So my other issue with it but, is it's, it takes place so it starts this Monday on YouTube. Not on even dark. It's on YouTube. Just a the pairing or the tournament itself. The tournament itself. Oh well, I mean, you kind of need a whole lot of time, and like you're gonna need a, you're gonna need a lot more time, and like it's more eyes on the YouTube as well as the show itself. Because mm-hmm. like you're just gonna have special episodes of dark now instead of just dark. Because dark is really just everybody. Like if you, I don't think it makes sense to 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 make all of dark about the tournament because you're going to want different stuff there. That's what dark is for to kind of like let everybody do their own thing or like let everybody have a chance of trying something. Um, so very interesting. we also had the, we also had the return of uh, the Spanish God Sammy Guevara last week. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Um, I, yeah, that was, that I was, that didn't last that long. Yeah, no. It didn't last that long. There were people who were pissed. There were people who were praising his return. Uh, I mean, you can look at it in any way direction. People were, I read on Twitter, you know, people were like, oh, I'm never going to watch AEW ever again. I mean, he, I mean, he paid for it. He paid his price. Um, I mean, he, he, he paid the consequences. Like he, he wasn't paid for like two months. And a pandemic, and it wasn't because like Tony Khan was cheap. It's just like no, this is a this is a this is a rightful consequence for your actions. And yes, you did it before uh, you were even signed with the company, but still, we need to make sure that you know not to do this shit again. Which is why we're taking away your pay, and also your man, we're making it mandatory for you to go to a um, a sexual harassment class in order to learn not to be a fucking douchebag. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think again, like I said, I think it's fair. I wasn't expecting him to be gone for the rest of the year, um, but I I feel that that's 
I feel that that's an adequate amount of time. And plus, he did apologize to Sasha Banks, in, like, you know, privately and uh, publicly. And I think that's what all that matters. Like, I understand if people are offended and are really um, disappointed in his actions, you have every right to be. But also, like, I think it's more important for Sasha and him to have that closure. And, you know, you can't really dictate what business AEW runs and how they bring back uh, super, uh, their performers when it comes to the shit like that. Now, if they had brought back, like, Jimmy Havoc, you know, just as quickly, like, I'd, I'd be pretty, you know, sus too, yeah. as far as AEW goes. But, I mean, again, I feel um, Sammy Guevara was a little bit more, you know, it wasn't as severe as Jimmy Havoc's case. So I was, I'm, I'm okay with this. So, real quick, just to backtrack. Apparently, none of the matches for the, none of the matches for the uh, Deadly Draw tournament are going to be on a on a Dynamite. Probably not until like the final time. No, none of them. Oh, none of them. None of them. So they're just doing a separate thing. Yeah, pretty much. That's not bad though. So I think they need. I think they more need more of a like a YouTube like internet um, footprint, which is why they're probably gonna keep this on YouTube. Why they brought Zack Ryder? That too. Yeah. We'll get that. In a which 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 yeah, which would have gotten a much bigger pop if there were people actually in the arena. Yeah, that would have gotten such a huge pop. I I, I fucking marked. It I wasn't expecting that because I I kind of have. Yep. Yeah. There you go. All right. I uh, well, I kind of had it spoiled because I didn't see. You didn't watch yeah. Dynamite, so we'll get into it in our yeah. review for this week. Um, we're already talking about Nyla and stuff. We might as well just do the yeah. review. SmackDown was a show. The usual. The usual SmackDown stuff. Uh. You know what? The uh, bar fight between Sheamus and Jeff Hardy was actually decent. Yeah, that's what I saw. I actually watched that match. That was actually a decent yeah. match. That was like the only good thing on SmackDown. Everything else was just a shit show. Uh, Raw was a show. Yeah. And a shit show at that. Yeah. Um... Then we had oh you know what uh, let's real quickly I want to talk about I want to talk about TNA or not not TNA Impact Impact's uh, show this past Tuesday, which was surprisingly good. Um, the best part about it was they did this thing called Russell House, which is a reality show they made up for for on the show on the TV show, and. Uh, mm-hmm. It has a bunch of different wrestlers. Um, it's hosted by Tommy Dreamer. Mm-hmm. The way vers- the way he phrased it is, yeah, he's like, I needed to buy a bunch of property before all those ECW checks bounced. <laughs> and then uh, they were talking about, like, they were talking about each other. Like, and then one of the guys goes, "No way, Jose!" He's like, Tommy Dreamer just turns around and looks. He's like, "No," he's like, "We didn't." He's like, "He's like, we didn't pick him up."
And so that was like, it was a funny call out moment. Like it, it's worth watching. So if you have Twitch, go watch it. It's two hours. It's two hours. The Russell house takes up about a good hour of it. And it's, it's worthwhile. So you had Tyra Valkyrie, uh, Smiley Kylie is in there as well. So give it a good watch. It was it was fun. It was fun, entertaining, and you know, it made it up. And it's on Twitch. Yeah, it's on Twitch. Okay. Um, also, apparently, did you know uh, Brian Cage's wife hosts Impact on Twitch? Yeah. I did not know that until this past mm-hmm. Tuesday. No, yeah, I just really thought that he was going to go back to Impact. Yeah. Because his wife stuck with Impact. I had no fucking idea. You know what's cool is that Brian Cage is really one of those people where, like, obviously he looks really intimidating and shit like that, but he's really one of the most down-to-earth people ever. Like, I, like listening to him on AEW Unrestricted, I felt safe in his arms. Like, <laughs> it, was, it was cute. You're, you're like, oh, cuddle me. I was, just like, I was just like, oh, you sound like a nerd. I want to have a beer with you. <laughs> Please don't hurt me, but I, so I'll buy the beer. <laughs> He's legit like a fucking human action figure. He is. I like. I want to be as buff as that, but I don't have the discipline. I don't have nearly the, nearly the amount of discipline that my, that man has. By the way, did you know Buff Bagwell claims that... Uh, JR black blackballed him out of WWE. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's that, yeah, that's that's been a thing for forever. I didn't fucking know because, that. Yeah, because he didn't because literally, I swear to God, Judy Bagwell called the WWE yeah. and like I think was trying to call out for him and shit like that. And they're like, Well, we don't want to talk to you. We want to talk talk to Marcus. Like that's cool or whatever that he's having you call, but like we need to talk to him. We need to go through him. Yeah. And so like he just he just stopped going. So like if anybody blackballed him, it was it was himself. He he blackballed himself. He fucking you know fucking cock blocked himself. Whatever the fuck you want to call it. Like it was it was all him. Yep. I just thought it was hilarious. I I, I thought that was hilarious. But anyways, I digress. Right, were you trying to compare Brian Cage to Buff Bagwell? Because if you were, that's how dare you. No, you just said the word Buff and it just reminded me of Buff Bagwell situation. I uh, remember Buff Bagwell. Buff Bagwell actually was like was something before he was a crackhead. Yeah, I shouldn't joke about that. Crack is whack. No, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go on. I can't. I can't say. I mean, it is, but I'm not. There's no. There's really no joke to be made there. You even said it yourself. I love how you're like. You shouldn't. I shouldn't joke about it. But here's a joke. Here's me setting you up for a joke. Like, what the fuck? I'm an asshole. Yeah, yeah. SmackDown was a show. Raw was a show. Raw was a show. Uh, I actually watched Raw. I actually watched Raw for the first time this week and like ever. Mm-hmm. I fucking hated it. It's it was it's so hard. It's so painful to watch. Here's the problem that I have with with uh, Raw, SmackDown, and even to an extent NXT. Hmm. You you have essentially you have people piped in cheering for who Vince wants you to cheer for 
it doesn't yeah. feel like a live crowd. No, of course not. Like they're not only are they piped in, but they're all like the crowd that's actually in there is controlled, yeah. and like you know, it kind of makes sense where you have like the heel and the and the babyface side of everything, but like yeah. it really sounds like they're all mixed in together for one thing, and it's just like okay, what are we cheering? Like why are we cheering? Like when you have when you see some of the NXT trainees who you know portray portray heels on TV. And you have them cheering for baby faces. You're just like, this doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Yeah, there's like no reason to do it. Um, it's just, yeah, it's not, it doesn't make it as fun. Uh, I mean, it's, I'd honestly rather have the empty arena. Yeah. At at some points. And that's the thing, like, so Impact has empty arenas right now and, like to me, that's much better than what WWE is doing. And honestly, like when it comes to certain things, I would much rather, like, and this is this goes across all like wrestling companies. Like, I hate how they treat certain things as if they still have like the full audience there, like with certain entrances and shit like that. Yeah. Or like just moments where like um. What the fuck? Uh, MVP's Hurt Business came out, and they were doing the whole thing, and then Ricochet and and uh, no, there wasn't Mustafa Ali. It was Ricochet and what the fuck was the other? Guy? Who the fuck was the other? Guy? Cedric Alexander. Cedric Alexander. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were still kind of playing to the crowd, but like, it doesn't really matter. Like, there's really no crowd, and like the trainees really don't count because they're 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 main, they're most they're puppets, you know, and like AEW and like AEW doesn't really like work towards the crowd that much they they kind of like it's nice to hear that have the sound but they're not like asking the audience for participation like they're working they're working like as if the audience still wasn't there i 100 agree it's just it's just weird and i i'm either i'm not used to it or it's just it's just not working for, i mean i know it's not working for me but so before we get into AEW this week let's quickly go over AEW since i watched that Let's go before we go over AEW. Let's go over AEW. Before we go AEW, let's go over AEW. Is that what I said? Yes. Before we go over AEW, let's go over NXT. There you go. Don't correct me. <laughs> Don't be playing video games. You're not paying attention to me. <laughs> you're not even paying attention to yourself. <laughs> Look, I'm old. I can get away with that. Oh my god. I mean, uh, you, you are old, but nah, it's not an excuse. So, NXT was kicked off by Keith Lee responding to Karrion Cross. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also had a Balor versus Thatcher versus Dexter Loomis match. And what I loved about this was kind of throughout the night, so they did a promo with uh, Timothy Thatcher. And you had Dexter Loomis just kind of creeping in the background. Mm-hmm. And then same thing with Balor. Like, Balor was, like, working out, and then he went to go grab his jacket, and you could just see Loomis creeping in the background. And it was really, really, it was really, really, really good. We had uh, Mercedes Martinez versus Shotzi Blackheart, which mm-hmm. I, I hate what they're doing. I really, really hate what they're doing with Shotzi Blackheart. Like, she should be their one of the most dominant faces right now. Yeah, 
they with like because Shotzi was on the Indies too, yeah. Yeah. So what they do is you could like especially what they did with Ruby Riot is like they have these women who are very much unconventional, and what I mean is is that they're not they're not traditionally pretty, and I'm not saying that Shotzi and Ruby aren't pretty. They are. I find them gorgeous, and I find them really talented, and especially their personalities. They have really fun personalities when you get to see them on like on Twitter or even on like some of the backstage stuff that WWE does. Yeah. Um, but just they're not, you know, what they usually can use to promote a women's division or what Vince is used to promoting women in general because they have tattoos, because they have piercings, because they have colored hair, because they have the style that is not still traditional, even though nothing there's really no sense of tradition right now in 2020 especially if you're a millennial or especially if you're like a very like an older gen x or, or gen z or um and they just kind of get shoehorned into just being in the mid card and not really and like really having a short glass ceiling um so yeah it's unfortunate what what he they're doing the shotzi but i mean unfortunately this is what they do like basically like and, and i can make this comparison like Alistair Black is the male version of Ruby Riot and Shotzi Blackheart, where they where he has this unconventional style and personality, but he's 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 he can he's only going to go so far because of the way he looks. And I'm not just talking about skin color; I'm just talking about you know, fucking just you know, fucking having tattoos and shit like that. Just not being a fucking like a Hulk Hogan or a John Cena. And the same with the, you know the women, like for not being a fucking like Trish Stratus or anything like that. I wouldn't agree, and it sucks because like she has, I love like I love her personality. I love everything that she does in the ring. Oh yeah, she's super talented. But look at like even she could like they got mad at her for for being over enthusiastic at the tapings, which is like to kick her out. Yeah, and it's like, come on, come on. It's like you hire these people for a reason. How about you just like let them do their fucking thing? Mm-hmm. Like, you bought them because... You, you bought them... Well, yeah, you bought them. You fucking... You, you hired them because they have these really good personalities and because of what they did on the out, of outside of WWE, but now you're getting mad because you can't mold them into what you fucking want. And, like, I hate that that's the standard of, like... Um, of, yeah, of success in WWE. It's just like, okay, you're able to do this outside, but how about you do what we want? Like, and if you can't do that, then you're not successful. Yeah. I fucking hate that. I fucking hate it, too. Fucking hate it too, and it's it's ridiculous. Um, back to this, we had Io Shirai, Tegan Knox versus Dakota Kai and Candice LeRae. Dakota Kai just kind of walked out of Candice LeRae. Uh, so Candice LeRae took the pin. Uh, we had Gargano versus Roderick Strong. Gargano went over on Strong. Mm-hmm. We had Imperium turn return to you know squash two jobbers. And of course. This is what, so what I like about what Impact's kind of been doing lately, except for like with the TNT Championship. So, for example, with, uh, for example, with the Women's Championship. Mm-hmm. So, Akira Shida, you know, she says, she's like, I'll take any com- challenger, you know, who can, who comes through. Mm-hmm. But they set up a series of matches. Like last week, they had a, you know, a match between Ivelisse and, Deontay. Deontay, and that set up a women's title match for her with, for her this week. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, you, 
you have these two jobbers that no one's ever heard of versus Imperium. You're like, okay, I know who's going to go over here. Yeah. Uh, then we had Isaiah Swerve Scott versus Jake Atlas. By the way, I forgot to mention when Keith Lee was, was you know, responding to Karrion Cross, Cameron Grimes mm -hmm. came out to interrupt yeah. Keith Lee. And he just got obliviated into like fucking next week. Oh, of course. How is Cameron Grimes getting more TV time than Tomasa Champa? Um, is Champa's either hurt or just at home? He's not hurt. Oh, maybe he's one of the people that decides to stay home. Maybe. I mean, because he's had, like, I don't know. I mean, he's only had neck surgery, but I don't know if that necessarily means that you're kind of, like, a little bit higher, um, you know, susceptible. So, overall, NXT was a show, but here's the thing. NXT feels much more lively than Raw or SmackDown. Oh, without a doubt. But it still feels like the old man show. What do you mean? Like... It's still like the same. Like it, a lot of it feels like the same WWE formula. Uh, okay, I can see that. Yeah, well, yeah, because they're uh, it's now it is for sure their third brand because they are, you know, uh, they are trying to promote like oh like, you know, you never you don't know who can go back to NXT or who can go to NXT for the first time, and because it's on a major channel, it's not just on the network, and because they are in a ratings war who with a company that you know could become a close second within the next couple of years and it's obviously it's not going to be anytime soon like i feel uh creatively and and as in terms of success a lot of these uh companies are you know going to be held back for quite a while until we're able to get you know fans back in attendance so just the, le the measure of success is going to be very different uh up until i'd say early 2021 um so but i mean yeah they they are uh forced to be reckoned with at some point for wwe so they you know they have to make nxt kind of gel with the rest of their programs um and even then like it, you know i think we talked about you know gargano not wanting to go to the main roster because nxt is the main roster mm -hmm. um but i mean you can only do so much at nxt like NXT is a very small roster, and even with that extra hour, like there's not a whole lot for you to do. You know, like there's only so much, there's so many so many people that you can put in at one time. Whereas at least AEW has dark as well, so that way you know people don't get ring rust or whatever, or like you know, at least get a little bit of exposure. But NXT, yeah. you just have those two hours. Like you don't even have that. You don't even have the house shows anymore. Yeah. Let's move on to AEW Dynamite. Dynamite. Um, you haven't seen. Well, what did you? What would you grade Raw since you saw Raw? Uh, I regretted a two. Two. It's about right. Yeah. Two eyeballs out of five. Two eyeballs out of five. That's about right. Two Dominics out of five. Two Dominic's, <laughs> two Ray Mysterio eyes out of five. Yeah. Uh, okay. 
So AEW opened up with the 10-man tag match between the Inner Circle versus Orange Cassidy, Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, and Best Friends. Um, on commentary, we, we had Tony Schiavone, Jim Ross, and Taz. No Excalibur this week. Yeah, why was that? I think I missed that. Did they say why? or They didn't say why. Okay. They did not say why. Uh, but Taz kind of killed it on commentary. Yeah, because um, for a moment, for a moment, I thought it was it was gonna be four of them, and I was gonna be like, "That's all right," because like I honestly prefer I I don't mind commentary teams that are more than two people if all of them are were strong. And Taz, Shivani, and Jr. are ridiculously strong. Like they didn't miss it. Well, they missed one beat, but that was on Jr. Yeah. Um, but like you know, you they all they all had really good chemistry together. They're obviously all pros, and it, it worked. And it, what's great is that you essentially have three voices of three different eras on one table. Yeah. And it, it was great to hear. It's like the commentary is much, much better than anything you'd hear anywhere else. You know, Impact, Raw, SmackDown, even NXT, with all due respect to Mauro Ranello, like if Mauro Ranello had somebody strong to play off of, like that would be a great commentary team too. Well, he used to. Like Nigel McGinnis and him, I think, were – Oh yeah, totally. And yeah, him and Nigel McGuinness were one of the, were were great for NXT. Yeah. Even even them with Corey Graves until Corey Graves turned into an asshole. But like, I mean, you know, it, even Percy Watson, like when he was teamed up with them, um, like, yeah, he? yeah. But like, they don't have anything like that in NXT and and WWE right now. Like Samoa Joe is getting good, but like he again, he doesn't really have anybody strong to go off of. Yeah. Like he doesn't have like a Michael Cole to go off of or anything yeah. like that. So, like, I mean, Todd Phillips, like, I, I respect the guy, but he's just, he's painful to listen to. He doesn't really have much of a personality. Yeah. And that's the thing, like, Michael Cole in the SmackDown, like, in the, in, in the, in the Ruthless Aggression era of SmackDown, he was good because he was the straight man where Taz was Taz. He was yeah. the former wrestler. He was the guy from Brooklyn, and he had that personality to him. Yeah. Uh, you know, and of course, Jr. and Jim Ross, they had their own personalities too. But you don't really have that right now. You all, you, what you have in WWE as far as commentary goes, is company men. If company men who are who are made to to shell a product and to tell stories that they can't really even tell because not a lot of them have been in ring competitors, and if they were, they weren't in there that long. Yeah, I agree. And I have a lot like, of. See, I have a lot more feelings about wrestling when I'm not paying attention. <laughs> um, Impact, I mean, Impact is always hit or miss. Like, Josh Matthews, I can't stand yeah. his voice. Yeah, he, he can't, I don't know, I don't know, I can't tell if it's now, if it's kayfabe or if he's just a douchebag. I think he's just a douchebag. Hold on. He's like Matt Stryker, he's just a douchebag. I, I just can't stand his voice. Don uh, Callis is is Don Callis. Yeah. Velvet Sky is fantastic on commentary though. She plays Oh that's right, she is on commentary. Yeah. She plays perfect color commentary. Yeah. Um but yeah, like AEW like, by far has the best commentary team, like no matter which way you put it, no matter which way you slice things up, so whether it's you know, Tony Schiavone, Jim Ross, Taz, Tony Schiavone, Jim Ross, Excalibur, Tony Schiavone. Jericho. Even if you put like Dasha Gonzalez, yeah. Like, if you listen to the Sma- to the Spanish commentary, like I don't understand a whole lot of Spanish, but like I listen to them and it like 
it, it, it sounds really good. Um, like I am able to pick out words and you can tell that they're into the product. And I think WWE missed out on a lot by getting rid of Dashing Gonzalez and they yeah. did. I think they, I think they're they're hopefully they understand that more now because she's doing great in ADW. And plus I have a I kind of have a crush on her too. She's I forgot who she's married to. Uh oh yeah, she is married. Yeah. I forgot who she's married to, but she's still have a crush on her. Yeah, she's amazing. Uh but anyways, let's get back to our review real quick. So, so the have- 10-minute tag, I still hate um Orange Cassidy's new music, and I don't understand why they just didn't let him come out to Best Friends music because that would have made more sense because it was Best Friends and Friends. Yeah, makes no sense. Wrestling. Um, yeah. But one of the nice things, so on commentary, is you know Jim Ross pointed out we need two referees for a match like this. Yeah. And you know it's true because like a lot of the times, a lot of things just kept breaking down because you have ten minutes. 10 men in the ring at any given point, you know, shit's going to ha- go down. Uh, uh-huh. The finished uh, Matt Hardy music hit kind of distracting Sammy. Yeah. And I love how we're, we're, we're going to keep going. We're going to keep going with Sammy and Matt Hardy. Yeah. Um, then we had the TNT, the TNT dynamite title. Oh, Cody with uh, Arn Anderson versus Warhorse and fucking Warhorse. Like, I, I love how uh, Justin Roberts announced him. Oh, uh, yeah, he went all out for Warhorse's uh, interest. Yeah. Where is Warhorse from? I he's, he he looks familiar. I have no idea. Like, well, he looks like the dude from Mortal Kombat. I want, I want to say Ring of Honor, but that could be wrong. I don't think he was in Ring of Honor. Because it looks like, or maybe NWA? No, I don't think he was in NWA either. Let's find out. Because I was looking for them, but I couldn't find anything. Also, on Dasha uh, Gonzalez's um, Wikipedia page, they picked, like, the worst pitcher. Really? I'll, I'll send it to you right now, but they picked, like, literally the worst pitcher. I, can, yeah, I couldn't find much on Warhorse. Yeah, because Warhorse doesn't have a Wikipedia page at all. Yeah, he has, like, a, a, like a fanpedia page or whatever, but they don't even put, like... What companies yeah. he was in at all? Uh, Gabe Curret. That's who she's. That's who she's married to. Apparently, Warhurst is American, Mexican, Canadian. All right then. Makes makes me like him even more. And what's his what's his thing? Something about something ass? Lick ass? You guys? Lick ass? Is it lick ass? I, I mean, maybe he does. I'm not judging. Oh my God. Yeah, she's married to Gabe. Uh, Dr. Gonzalez is married to. What did I just say? Gabe Correct. Gabe Correct? Gabe, Gabe Correct, because that's her name right now. Dasha Correct. Dasha Correct? Yeah. It's her legal name. Uh, yeah, there's no information on, you know, Warhorse's yeah. background. Like, yeah, that's what, was, that's what I was looking for. Because they're like, oh, he's a big thing in the fucking. Indies. Yeah. And, like, I believe it. He has the look. Yeah, he was really talented. Like, he really brought it to Cody. Yeah. Uh, like, there was for a second I thought, like, oh, wow, they're going to give this kid the championship. Um, but, yeah, no, that was that was a really good match. Um, and uh, and we missed, obviously, last week. Um, I liked – how did you feel about the Eddie – oh. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. 
but yeah, like Warhurst look really, really polished. Like, I want to know more about him. Yeah. You're, you're, yeah that's, gonna, that's gonna be interesting. What's it gonna be interesting? Learning more about Warhorse. Yes. Well, I, who knows? Like some of these, I feel like again, like we don't know how long these guys are gonna be in there or on or on AEW because I yeah. it doesn't look like any it doesn't look like uh, Eddie Kingston is gonna be coming back soon or um, you know who the fuck else was in, was in there? I mean, uh, Ricky Starks obviously is now you know permanently AEW. Teamed with Taz and Brian Cage, um, Warhorse. I mean, this could be a one and done for some yeah. of these people. It could be just to kind of give them a shot and see what happens. And again, it's a little bit harder. It's a little bit harder to know um, without a fan reaction. So, according, if this is from Sports Illustrated, Warhorse is the reigning IWTV Independent Wrestling Champion. Oh, so he's just straight up from the independents. Yeah. Okay. He put on. He 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 made he made me impressed. I will say that I, he made me really really impressed. Um. Also, it's it's interesting. Like it's interesting this um this narrative they're going with Cody about how cocky he's been. Uh, with all these, like, yeah, he's an open challenge, but like, he seems to like really not be taking any of these people seriously. Um, especially yeah. when it comes to like smaller guys like Warhorse or even Sunny Kiss, like it's it's interesting. Uh, and to see, and to and to see how 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 um how frustrated he makes Arn. Yeah. Like, I just sent you something on uh, Instagram real quick from Warhorse's uh, Instagram. Uh, it's it's him parroting uh, fucking Macho Man's pose on a beach. That's a pretty ass title. Ruling ass. There you go. Ruling ass. Ruling ass. That's what he's doing. Is he's ruling asses. That's uh, a. I like. Um, first off, I'm following him. Second, I really like the independent wrestling championship title. Yeah, that's that, really. That's how you make a fucking title. That's a beautiful title. That is a beautiful, beautiful belt. It has all the. So it has all the. It has like each plate has uh, the name of previous champions on them, mm-hmm. which is really really nice. Oh, real quick, I'm gonna send you that picture of Dasha Gonzalez right now that they have on your Wikipedia because that's fucked up. And so I like just kind of going through Warhorse's uh, Instagram, like he's a legit dude. Yeah, quite a legit dude. He has uh, some history with Chris Statlander. Oh, does he? Yeah. Hmm. And so, for those who've never seen Warhorse, he kind of looks like King Diamond. He do- There we go. That's who I was thinking of. Or Nighthawk from uh, Mortal Kombat. I was gonna go with Nightwing. That too. Yeah, he's, that's got, the he's worst got kind of a. God, that he's, was he's a worst. A, yeah. I'm guessing WWE made that Wikipedia. Probably. Can't get her over. <laughs> Like we're gonna kill her push. Let's make this as her fucking, as her fucking Wikipedia fucking picture. Does it like that? Doesn't even look like her. It doesn't. That's so weird. But anyways, okay, we have the TNT Championship title. Yep. Um, that. Cody won, but I mean Warhouse Warhouse put a pretty good showing on it. Like mm-hmm. he was really fucking good. 
she was really, 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 really fucking good. Um, ba -ba 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 -ba. After the match, after the match, you had uh, what the fuck are these two idiots named from Dark Order? Jumps uh, over and out Reynolds. There you go. Wow, you said it before me. You, that was quick. Your mind went pretty quick there. So you're not that old. Yeah, I'm not that old yet. Uh, they attacked Cody after the match. After a match, but uh, that brought out none other than uh, Mr. Long Island IZ, Strong Island IZ, Matt, Matt Cardona. Cardona. Yeah, I got a part got a little bit spoiled for me. I didn't get to watch Dynamite Live. Um, I was celebrating my girlfriend's birthday early, Ruth. Happy birthday. Um, so Happy birthday, Ruth. I saw, sorry. I saw a picture of. Um, of Cardona in the ring doing his pose, and I was like, "What the fuck is he doing there?" And so when I finally saw it, I was just like, "Oh, okay, this makes sense." Yeah, they're best. They're they're gonna be best friends 2.0. Oh my god! <laughs> also, it's really interesting to see. Like, we'll talk about it a little bit later, but like, apparently, so it looks like Dark Order it might be in, involved in two rivalries now at the same yeah. time. Yeah. I mean, they're they're a pretty big group, but that's interesting. So. We'll talk a more, little more about that later. Um, then we had Tony Schiavone talk about AEW All Out being the next pay-per-view, but he was interrupted by Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho said in two weeks' time, we're going to get Orange Cassidy versus Jericho Part 2, which will be on August 5th. Mm -hmm. Or sorry, August 12th, I think. But yeah, on the, August 5th, they're going to have a debate with Orange Cassidy with a special guest moderator. He's never talked on AEW TV still, huh? No. Uh, then we had a video package for FTR signing their AEW contracts. We're also told that August 12th will be uh, Tag Team Appreciation Night. Yep. Um, again... Again, Ari Anderson came in and was helping with the negotiations for their um, contract. contract as a tag team. And after seeing his frustrations with Cody against Warhorse, and then seeing him be buddy buddies with what he called the best tag team yeah. in in the company, yeah. like who's like you know he might turn on Cody and go with FTR, which would be interesting. Very old school. Would be. I but mean, very old school tag team with one of the most you know old school and probably best tag team wrestler there's ever been. For all, all we know, the Dellies, of course. For all we know, we could see him. Like we could see him. We could see them setting up a new four horsemen. FTR and who else though? Because it wouldn't be Cody. You got to keep Cody with the elite. Yeah, you got to keep. No, he's the not. You either got to keep Cody with the elite or with the Nightmare Family. But then again, it's very debatable if he's even part of the elite. So, um, you know that's interesting. When was the last time you see him on on being the elite? Uh, fuck! It's been a while. It's been yeah, a while. Um, yeah, it's been it's been a minute. I think it before. Yeah, wait. I don't think he's been in in being the elite this whole year. No, I think all out was like probably the first all out was probably the last time. I think we seen mm, him on being the elite. No, like around when Dynamite started, he was on being the elite. Yeah, but it's been it's a just while. not as much. Yeah, it has been a while. But um, I would say FTR. Um, fuck, you would need you would need two singles. 
you need uh, yeah, two singles, someone who would go after the mid-card and someone to go after the main title. Yeah, so FTR, um, fuck, who's that? Who's that? Uh, MJF? No, I can't see MJF being a part of that. He's very much a solo act, but not a faction act. Mm, that's true. So MJF. I'm no, gonna sorry, apologize uh, for all the cop cars going off behind my behind my. Because he is in know. Chicago, after all. Yeah, I live in Chicago. The city's a fucking mess. You want to pause real quick? Uh, Where are they going? They left. They left. They're gone. Oh, kind of. Nope, not yet. Not yet. There we go. I, I can edit this out. I'm not going to edit this out. You never edit. I'm going <laughs> to edit. It's going to take me a while to edit this. Bitch, you don't fucking edit. I convert the audio files, which is fucking a long process on its own. Is it, though? Is it? Is it? Is it? it is. It really, is really it? is. Uh, um, yeah, like I that's our homework. Really... We need to figure out. We need to figure out like different versions of like an AEW Four Horsemen. Like you definitely have FTR. I would say Pack, but he's out. Like he can't come to the country. No, Pack. Pack is is Death Triangle. Yeah. About butchering the blade. Sean Spears. Ooh, ooh, you get Tully and Arn back together. So, yeah, you have Sean Spears, and then you'd have one more. So, Sean Spears would go after the TNT champion, no, the AEW championship, and who's somebody younger that you can have on there? Um, fuck, that's a, that's a good question. No, Janelle and Kiss are a thing, and plus, he doesn't have, he's not, he's not the same old school kind of thing. Yeah. Like, Sean Spears is the closest thing. Um, I'd say one of the guys from Dark, but I don't know who yet. We'll figure this out. Yeah. I would say Colt Cabana is part of uh, Dark Well, he's not technically part of the New Order. He's just hanging out. Yeah. He's never officially joined the, the Dark Order. He hasn't drank the Kool-Aid yet. No, he hasn't drank the Kool-Aid yet. But anyways, um, so Cardona is now in AEW. What happened after Cardona? Uh, after that, they announced, uh, Cordona and, Cordona and, uh, Cody versus Silver and fucking, what's his name? Reynolds. Yeah. And then we had the tag team, uh, championship after that, yeah? Yes, we did. And yeah, Hangman, Adam Page, um, Kenny Omega versus, uh, Evil Uno and Stu Grayson for the team, or the AEW tag team championships. Yep. And Anna Jay is officially a part of Dark Order now. Yep, they officially recruited her. Yep. Um, you got Coco Bana on commentary talking about how great these guys are in Dark Order. It was, it was, it was cute. It was very, very cute. Um, yeah, he's, again, he's not part of the Dark Order, but somehow he's still drunk and Kool-Aid. Yeah. So, the, obviously, you know, we knew going into this match that Kenny and Hey man, they're gonna win. They're not gonna take this belt off them anytime soon. I don't know. I thought they were gonna. I thought Dark Order was gonna get it. I honestly thought Dark Order was gonna get I, it. I was fifty-fifty on this. Like I thought Dark Order might win it. But well, then, it looks um, like because it kind of looks like at first Kenny and Hangman weren't on the same page, but then they got you know they they kind of made up during the match. 
what you're telling me is uh, Hangman Page and 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 wasn't on the same page with. Uh... I fucked up that joke. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I'm just gonna gloss over it. We're gonna quote unquote edit this out. Yeah, we're gonna quote unquote edit this out. It's not gonna be edited out. Yeah. Um, after the match, we saw a beat down. We saw the uh, attempted beat down on. On um on Kenny Page and Omega. Yeah, on Page and Omega, but that brought luckily, up... the, luckily the Bucks were already there, so they jumped over the rail. Yeah, the Bucks and then FTR were... came out. Yeah, FTR came out, slammed a fucking crate of uh, beer on top of Brody Lee, and that leads us into a twelve-man tag next week with the Elite and FTR versus the Dark Order. Yeah. And they're gonna need a fucking second referee for that match, like totally, one hundred percent. Britt Baker said she's gonna give Big Swole a shot at her, but only if she can defeat a, an opponent of Britt Baker's choice. Uh, after that, we had the women's world champion Hakito Shida versus Diamante, and real quick of uh, just. Quick shout out to Ivelisse, whose apartment was burnt down the other day. So. Oh really? I don't yeah. know. Uh, well wishes out to her, and you know, hope she can recover through this. That so she puts uh she puts up a uh, GoFundMe. I'll definitely have it linked in the podcast, or I'll link it on our Twitter. Um, but yeah, so. Kiroshida obviously was going to defeat Diamante, but it was a good match between the two of them. It was a really, really good match. It was a lot yeah. of quick hands. Fucking uh, Diamante looked really strong on this coming into this match. He had a nice little video package of her before the match. Uh, it was fantastic. Yeah, I love uh, when they do that for the women, especially. Yeah. Because the women, the women are a very small part of the show. So like to build up to to build up any character and give them more personality, I, I'm really for this. Even if it's for like. Especially if it's for the women that don't speak English. Yep. Like how they did with, like, uh, Rio and stuff like that. Yep. Uh, MGF came out to give a state of the industry address. Um, he's challenging Moxley for the world title all all out, saying we deserve a better champion. Yeah, he did it very politically, which is, uh, you know, uh, really... It's kind of on the nose. Yeah. It was kind of on the nose, but... I, I liked it. It was smart. And it's a very heel thing to do. Yeah. And it's funny how he was he's tra- he's basically trying to shoehorn himself into a world championship match. But then again, isn't he but he's undefeated, isn't he? He's only lost one match. Yeah, so I would think he's already number one contender. Yeah. One would think actually hold on. The rankings were just released yesterday, so let's take a look at the rankings. So, rankings of July 29th. Yeah, he's 8-0. and 0. Yeah. I mean, he's pretty much, he should have a, any championship opportunity. Um, after that is Lance Archer. Then we have Brian Cage, then Brody Lee, and then Darby Allen. Okay. In the women's division... We have Nyla Rose at seven and two, Big Spool at five and three, Penelope Ford at five and four, uh, Dr. Britt Baker at four and four, and Abandon at two and one. 
And okay. in the tag team division, uh, Dark Order was number one, but they lost their match title match last night. So next up is Best Friends, Young Bucks, Jurassic Express, and then Private Party. So, there we go. Uh, did you hear about the possibility of Matt Hardy just being Matt Hardy from now on? Like not yeah. doing the whole broken thing or the big money Matt thing or anything? I heard about that, but I don't see it happening. Like, one of the things that makes him who he is is his characters. Yeah. So, I don't I don't know. That. Like, I, I think... Um, I don't know. I could see him like because yeah, I can understand how tiring it is to do like three separate characters in one show, and so to not really have any consistency other than fucking Matt Hardy probably has DID. Um, but like, I don't know. I could. I guess he could do that because the broken the whole broken thing isn't fun right now. It's not as fun as it was in Impact, and you know it was fun in Impact because it was it was brand new and because like he could do a lot more with it. Right now, you don't have the whole... You don't have everything else that goes with the broken universe. You don't have Rebby. You don't have Jeff. You don't have uh, Senior Benjamin. You don't have, like... You don't even have the kids. You can't really do much. And I so, think, like, that kind of, like, that, that takes away from it. I think broken Matt Hardy should only be brought out for special occasions. Yeah, like, because for, like, the, 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 the stadium stampede match, that was fun. That was a special occasion. Yeah. Like... I do love, like, you know, the fact that he has multiple personalities, like, giving him a multiple personality disorder, but I don't know. We'll see. We will see. Um, the main event of the evening, a tornado tag match, no disqualification match, with AEW World Champion John Moxley and Darby Allen versus FTW Championship, Ryan Cage and Ricky Starks. Hey, Ricky Starks can get on, can talk on the mic really, really well. He's I like, oh I like that, I like that promo that he did with Brian Cage. Yeah. Oh my God, the whole baby daddy thing was fucking hilarious. I think um, that I like that whole the promo behind the the entrance before they came out. I thought that would, that had a good look to it. Yep. Um, and especially it led up to the surprise attack from Darby Allen too, because I thought that they had the like it, they I I was starting to believe that maybe they had taken Darby Allen out before Darby Allen got out there, but um, no, yeah, Darby Allen hit them with a surprise with a surprise attack from the top of the, the entranceway. So I thought that was neat. Yep, this was a fucking nice, brutal match. Um, it was a nice match. God, violence. I love violence. Who doesn't? Like absolute violence. Um, the finish. The finish saw. To finish, saw uh, Darby pull out a skateboard under the ring filled with tacks. Yeah. And I like how Taz is saying, that's an illegal weapon. That's an illegal weapon. Oh, my God. Commentary. Yeah. And then uh, he gave he basically gave Ricky Starks a paycheck for, I guess, almost concussing him last week. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, man, like, that, like, that back shot, like, looked Really brutal. I thought he, I thought he did get a concussion. Uh, that's what I was under the assumption of was that he either suffered a concussion or because he had concussion like symptoms. Yeah. But they never confirmed nor denied it. 
Yeah, that guy, I mean, like, he's gonna have a really short career if he yeah. keeps, like, doing crazy shit like that. And, like, that's not something you want for Darby Allen. Like, you don't want for anybody, really. Like, he, he's, he's gotta be around for a while. Yeah. Um, Darby's landed the pin on him. But, fuck, like, Stark's deck was, was just rattled with fucking thumbtacks. Like, and yeah. it was just, ugh. I feel sorry for the guy, but then I'm like, man, like that's probably his paycheck for last week. Yeah, pretty much. That's his, that's his receipt. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. So, what would you what would you rate what would you rate this uh, dynamite? Four point five out of five. Right, that's what I was gonna say too. It was a near it was a near perfect dynamite. It was a near perfect dynamite. Um, fantastic, top to bottom. Also, real quickly. WrestleVotes just tweeted this out. For whatever reason, WWE has added an additional pay-per-view to schedule one week after SummerSlam. Payback will take place August 30th. Interesting. I wonder why. Mm. I wonder what the logic behind that is. Gotta get that subscriber money. Something. It doesn't seem like that though. It seems like something more. Maybe they're they're suspecting to have like in a crowd somewhere. Because like, why would you want to hold like another like an empty arena, another empty arena event when you're gonna hold SummerSlam somewhere that's that doesn't have fans, that doesn't have actual fans. Now uh, tomorrow will be WWE's annual earnings call. Yeah, Vince McMahon keeps coming up with excuses as to why things aren't going the way they want them to. Here, I'm gonna okay, I'm trying to catch a fucking dragonfly. Fuck it. Um, uh, I had saw right now on Cage Side about mm-hmm. like his reasonings behind Q1 and Q2 like not being as great. Okay, uh, this is from Sean Reuter from uh, Cage Side. It says there's an article on Variety that dives into the downward. Uh, trend of WWE's ratings over the past few years. One interesting angle, fucking caught the drink, boy. One interesting angle that they provide is a look at all the excuses Vince McMahon has used to dodge accountability himself, and this is from the Variety article. More recently, fa- falling ratings have been blamed on COVID-19 and an influx of new talent, Q1 2020. It taking time to be able to develop the right storylines for the right talent, Q4 2019, needing to focus on the in-ring product, Q3 2019, and needing to have deeper, better storylines, Q2 2019. It's possible that for Q2's de- declines, McMahon will visit the trope that new stars need to be made, given the absence of several superstars due to the pandemic, notably Roman Reigns. This should be treated with short shrift. If the downturn in ratings in Q2- and Q4 2018 and Q1 2019 were down to superstar absences, this would have been the incentive to create new stars. This should have been the incentive to create new stars. Should this line be trotted out in the earnings call, it should be expected as the hollow excuse that it is, and questions should be asked why new stars have been created since January 2019, when WWE first publicly noted they needed the need in the Q4 2018 earnings call. Investors should be worried no improvement has been made in ratings. If audiences continue to trend down, there's little chance that last year's huge renewals will be repeated when the current deals are up. Given how often McMahon referred to the need to improve storylines, it's a wonder that investors are yet to hold him accountable for the consistent line that things have to improve. So basically for the longest time, he's been saying new stars, storylines, you know, taking time. But like he's done nothing to do either yep. of these things. Yep. 
and like the and like the the that variety uh article basically says that like WWE's bread and butter is essentially like these network deals that they get for Raw and SmackDown. Everything else is kind of just you know little bits and pieces, but they make the most of their money from these TV deals. So like if they don't improve and these deals fall through the cracks, or like they don't want to do these deals again, or if they get these deals, they're not going to be for as much money as they they have been. Like you know who's what's really going to be to blame, and it's going to be Vince's call. It's going to be Vince's leadership. I mean, he still has one last person he can blame, which is Paul Heyman. Since he just released them, uh, yeah, he uh, he has he can blame Paul Heyman for a little for like half of Q two, but like you know that's that's not really a big, yep. you know you can't really blame everything on that. After that, you you're gonna have to who's his next fall guy? Bruce Pitcher probably because it's not gonna be Kevin Dunn. Uh, do you have anything else you want to add for this show? Uh, no, this is a pretty long show. It is actually. Um, we've been meaning to cover. We've been meaning to cover um, the Impact debut of or TNA's debut of Impact, and then Impact uh, Impact's debut on Spike TV, because that's because the one for Impact on Spike TV was 15 years ago. Impact's actual debut was uh, 17 years ago. But we had there's just surprisingly so much to talk about right now as far as wrestling goes. So we will cover those at a specific date or at a certain time. We might do a and special this mother, And this motherfucker still has yet to interview me because I did him that service like three months ago. Yeah, so, I know. You I know. know. We, we got a lot of catch up on. Yeah. It's, been, it's just been a lot of – there's been so much news going on and so much stuff going on that it's been hard to keep up with a lot of other things. Yeah. But anyways, where can they find you, good sir, on Twitter? I am – on Twitter, I am pending two fifty seven, and of course, well, and of course, our uh, podcast Twitter TNDW podcast. And you could also find me at TNDW podcast. Did I say that right? Yeah, you did. All right, cool. <laughs> you gave me a look like yeah. I said it wrong, and I was like, No, you, it's because you had a hard time. And then you can also find me on social media at E L D O N B R U J O. What would you What would you say of this show? I say the show was a fucking disaster. <laughs>